Hey everybody, thanks for watching the very first episode of Advanced Kayak Angler. Um, I, if you're following me over from Paddling Fin, I sure do appreciate it. Hopefully, this sh you know, you're not leaving the Paddling Fin shows. This is just going to be an ad to your podcast catcher, whatever, however you listen to us, Apple or anything else. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be available anywhere. And this show is really, if you didn't listen to me and Armando talk about it, this show is going to be absolutely going in detail about a topic and just giving you everything we can, whether it's from me, from a guest, from whoever it is, I'm going to search out whoever I think or whoever is known to be the best at these techniques in our sport. And sometimes, uh, you know, in fishing, whatever it is, maybe not be kayak guys, but uh, whatever it is, we're going to have them on the show and we're going to talk about it and go in depth as possible. Some shows are going to be short because I, I don't want to miss any topics just because I don't think they can fit in our show. Some of them will, maybe they'll only be 15 minutes. Some might go a little bit longer, but we'll never try to go too far over an hour. But um, I, I never get a chance to do this, but since um, I don't have any show sponsors and if you're wondering why me and Armando kind of teamed up under Bass Kayak and Beers is four sponsors so it's kind of like paddle and fin where it's bass kayak and beers and then underneath that it's going to be his show and then my show advanced kayak angler it, it just helps organize it a little bit better helps with sponsors bringing in you know you have better numbers things like that so if, if you're wondering why we're under one deal that's why um i think his is the real life but he's much better interviewer than i am and mine's going to be more detail oriented because that's what i'm best at but my personal sponsors, it's, I want to give them a shout out since I usually don't. It's Yak Gadget, Z-Pro Lithium, best batteries I've ever used. Uh, Bucks Island and Gaston, if you're in Alabama or West Georgia, please check them out. They have Hobies and Jackson Kayaks. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of great brands. And you can all see if you're watching X-Zone Lures. I've been with them for over two years now. And the, the Cross Float, can't say enough. If you haven't checked that out, because I know they're not the biggest brand, Brandon Polinick designed some other baits, so you know how good he is. So check him out. But so tonight we're going to try to have on Mark Edwards as well. But, he, you know, he lives way out in BFE, uh, West Virginia. But we do have Casey Reed. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you for being on. Hey, thanks for having me on the first show, man. I yeah. appreciate it. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the inaugural show. I, I like it. But the uh, if people don't know who you are, tell them who you are, man. Yeah, so I'm Casey. I fish a bunch of tournaments all across the country. I fish some KBF, some bass, and probably get into some Hobies here soon. But um, I just try to fish as much as I can and hopefully win some checks. There you go. And and you're in Virginia, right? Yeah, I am from Virginia. Cool. What so what what's your home lake over there? So Smith Mountain Lake is the closest lake to me. Um, okay. I fish that quite a bit. It's a it's a pretty awesome lake. It's gotten really good over the past four years. Uh, they mm. started stocking the F1 tiger bass in there, I think four or five years ago. And um, it's just, it seems like it's just taken off. There's been so many uh, five, six, seven, eight pounders caught out of there um, in the past few years. You know, the tournaments were, went like 16, 17 pounds would like, would definitely win a tournament. Now you're talking about during the spring, you got to have 26, 27, 28 pounds to win a tournament. So what, uh, those what, F1 Tiger Bass are really taking off. What, why hadn't National Trails been there? <clears throat> KBF's been there uh, a couple of times. Yeah, so 
I actually brought, I think for the first tournament, I, I do a lot of night fishing, but, um, I, I always see that, first, man. I, yeah. On your, on your page, I'm always seeing you fishing at night. Yeah. I brought the first, it was a KBF night trail. We actually did it there from, it was like from 6 PM to like three, 3 AM or something. And, uh, wow. that was pretty cool. That is cool. Well, cool, man. I pre- like I said, I appreciate you going on, but tonight it's shaky heads. Like I know this is maybe your favorite technique. My, I gotta say it's, it's probably my go-to. So it's, it's a great way to start on this, this new show. And Mark, he said, uh, if he does get on, he had said that that's like his fallback. If he ever needs a fish, he's going to go to shaky head. So we're kind of going to go over, I, I guess we'll start with the, the actual heads. I, I guess that would be a good place to start. What, um, what size and what, what heads and, and what makes a good shaky head to you? Cause I know me personally, I've been through like all of them, uh, like at least 20. I've tried them all. I've went to different ones, thick hooks, long hooks, stout hooks, uh, twist lock, the regular lead heads. There's tungsten. I mean, there's a thousand different choices. What are you looking for in a shaky head? So I, I used to throw a, a football um, lead head and not too long after I had thrown it for quite a few years, I guess. And then I found this one head that's made by uh, Bruce West at Jig Shack and um, it's tungsten. It's got, a, a, you know, a screw lock uh, bait keeper on there and I think it's a four eye hook. Um, I think it may size up to a five eye if you go to the, I think half ounce or bigger maybe. But um, ever since I found that, I don't throw anything else. I mean, it's not cheap. It's tungsten. We all know tungsten's pretty expensive, but it's by far the best head I found. So it's kind of like, it's not the football. I found, I would always get hung up in rocks everywhere I went, hung up a lot and i i you know i throw it around a lot of rocks a lot and um i was breaking off so many shaky heads and this is like a an oval kind of style it's not a football head and it's not round but um for me it just it doesn't get hung up nearly as much i can throw it anywhere i want to and the the bait keeper on there was really nice um they've actually added a new bait keeper to the lineup this year i haven't tried it yet i bought some um just haven't been fishing to go out there and throw it yet but it's like instead of the screw lock it's actually a thicker wire and it's just it's just a straight little shot coming out of there and it's just got a, a hook on the end of it and to me it really seems like that's that's going to be the key because I, I definitely would break off a few of the hook keepers because the it was just kind of real thin metal and this is a little bit thicker it's just it's just one little straight line there's not a whole lot to it it's not big and bulky um and that's that's 100 my go-to um as far as the sizes i used to only throw an eighth of an ounce that was it everywhere i go it didn't matter if the wind was blowing 30 miles per hour in 20 foot of water. I was throwing an eighth of an ounce, but, um, I, right now my go-to is more the three sixteenth and I'll throw a, a quarter ounce as well. Um, 
So I have about four or five different sizes that, around those. The quarter would just be for out deeper. Um, yeah, mainly. Yeah. And it, I know there's different kinds. Like if, if you're not watching this, it's, it's fine. But some of them are like shaky heads are more straight up and down. And some are more of that, I guess, Carolina creeper kind of style where the, the hook is kind of more at a, instead of more of a 90 up, it's more of a 45, like in between. What, what kind are you throwing? Is it, does it like a, Here's a good example. I think the missile bait warlock, like that one's at a 45, where it's more that creeper style, which I, I know like Fluke Master, if you watch his videos, uh, you know, he's from Georgia, but some people like that creeper style. Is is that what you're throwing or is it more like straight up? It's more straight up. Straight up, yeah. 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 And I, you know, you were talking about the, the ones that I use, I, if I'm fishing offshore, like Tennessee River type stuff, and I'm out on ledges. I do like a, there's a, they don't make me more, but there was a company called Fish Ranger here in Montevallo that they used to sponsor Clint Davis, a, a pro from my area. Um, and he, but they have like football shaky heads where it's spring lock, three eighths ounce. And I've, I've got like a thousand M damn things. I I bought them because they were, they were shutting down. I was like, I'm buying them all. I'll, I'll never need another one since I know they were like, they were like selling a dollar a pack for three of them. I was like, I'm buying them all. I'll never need another one. So those I do use for offshore, but there's a lot of other good brands, but I, I know because shaky head is, is my deal too. And um, the one I ca I've went to a lot of different ones and I've tried, you know, from the Buckeye where it's the stand up to the uh, dirty jigs when the Luke Clawson, that's pretty good. The, I mean, it's just more like a, your standard shaky head, the Davis bait, the super long hook, which is more like a four aught, those are good. Uh, the striking tour grade, if those are good too. The hooks a little bit stouter on those is why I don't use them so much. But I, I want I want the show to be for beginners too. So um, I guess I should have said this before, but the I kind of want to cover it for the newest guy to the guy who's been doing it for a long time. But really, if if you're not watching this, a shaky head, if you don't know what it is, is just some kind of little piece of metal with a hook where you tie your line onto and then a hook and it stands up and you put a worm on it. Is there, I'll ask this question too, because I really want to be detailed. Some eyes are horizontal to the hook and some are vertical. Do you, does that matter to you? Do you carry the way? I, I've never really paid that much attention. Um, mine are in line with the hook though. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I I don't can't say that I've ever really noticed a difference or anything like that. I'm weird about stuff like that, but I I don't I don't think it makes a difference either. Because for the longest time, I was they had to be in line. If it wasn't vertical to the hook, like straight in line with the hook, I wouldn't throw it. And now the ones I settled on are different, but I really don't think it matters. Um, but the ones I settled on right now, I might change next week or the Gamakatsu Skip Gap Head. And like Casey was saying, I throw three different sizes, eighth ounce, three sixteenth, that quarter. Those are three that I keep in the boat. Uh, yeah, and, and and they just work. They work for me. Sometimes bad thing about these, they're hard to find, but they have a little bit. And the reason I like them, I don't think I have the strongest hook set. And, and we'll go over rods too, but I, I think just generally, I don't have 
the biggest hooks that I, I know some people, you know, lay the wood on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not that guy. I mean, not that, not that I ain't got the power. I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, um, I just don't have the strongest weight. You know, I, it seems like I keep my drag a little bit looser and I don't have the strongest hook set. So I went to a hook that's a little bit more needle, you know, like a little bit smaller. It didn't quite, fl- I mean, it might flex just a hair, but I, I found that for me, bigger hooks for techniques, unless we're like way up in the grass, I, I want a little bit smaller wide gauge hook that that works for me. So I, I would say if you're, you know, if you have a good hook set, you could go with a heavier gauge wire, you know, hook. Or if you're like me and you don't always get the best hook set, that I look at a thinner gauge. Because I, I know that for me has made a lot, a big difference. And that's one of the reasons I like these. So we got, we got the head. What kind of, what kind of baits are you throwing on there? So all I throw is. Oh, I like it. All you throw. I see that's my kind of, that's my jam. I, I don't want to carry a bunch of stuff. People have like 10 different baits. I want like, what's the one. Yeah. So basically it's a, it's a trick worm. Hey, hold on one second. Sorry. Yeah, man. Trick worm that, and if you, if you're new to this, a trick worm is like great. You can do just about anything with a trick worm. A trick worm is the standard. Besides David Spade, David Spade's shaky head, which I think they have the shaky worm. That was the first one. But uh, yeah, trick worm. That's all the standard for all others is the trick worm. So that's what you use. huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it, it's actually the uh, I'm sorry. I, I said the trick worm. It's actually I, I do throw the trick worm a little bit, but it's it's the shaky head worm. Um, okay. Yeah. That I. I I kind of use the terms interchangeable, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. actually the shaky head worm that's got the real, it comes out to a real skinny tail. Yeah. Okay. Um, they don't make some of the colors or at least I can never find them in the shaky head. I don't think they make the black in the shaky head. So if I ever go to throw just straight black, I will go to uh, the, the trick worm. And um, as far as for the shaky head worm, it's mainly the, the magnum, which Unlike the trick worm, the trick worm, the magnum is like really fat. Yeah. The the trick, the shaky head trick worm is just longer, it, and it's it's the same diameter. Okay, cool. Um, now I'll say the ones I throw. Obviously, I'm with X Zone, so you can take that for whatever it's worth. The tails float on them, so I I really think that's a thing for me. That uh, you know, I like it. I kind of they have the MB Fat Finesse Worm. I've taken these even with my kid. I like I put him in the tub and we're sitting there playing. I try to get him involved so he gets in the fishing. But I, I sat there and you know I want to see him float and what they do because I don't have a pool because I'm I don't have money like that. But um, but yeah, we sit there. But the MB finesse MB fat finesse worm, that's a great one. And they also make the deception worm, which I like that one too. That's more like a, I guess if you were thinking about trick worm and finesse worm. The MB MB finesse would be MB fat finesse worm would be more like the trick worm and the deception worm would be more like the, their finesse worm, something smaller, but the tails do float. Although the tail does float better. And I know this from my tub, not while I was in the tub, but the MB fat finesse worm, the tail floats better on that one. So it is fatter, a little bit bulkier profile. 
I, I, I kind of think with everything else, like it, whatever you're throwing, it fits into a lineup of other, other things that you're throwing. Like if you're throwing a Ned, I don't want too small a worm because then it kind of overlaps with my Ned or, you know, like everything fits into the system of, of the baits that you have. And yeah. for me, I, I like that little bit bulkier profile because I'll go to smaller stuff on my Ned. So that's why I thought, but that's, I've thrown them all. Trick worms. Great. The strike King baby fat finesse. That's a little bit smaller. That's a great one. They make great colors in that. That smells good. Uh, plenty of good ones out there. So, you know, both these worms are different and you can tell like it, it I don't know how much it's more about whatever you have confidence in probably. Yeah. Oh, it a hundred percent is man. Like yeah. I don't, I, I honestly, I, I don't think for me it does, it has anything to do with that worm. It's just like, I've tried other worms, but I just don't have the confidence in it. And I've been throwing, throwing those worms for, you know, 10 years and just been catching fish on them. So it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, why am I going to change it up? Like, like I just, I have the confidence in it. It works. Um, they're easy to get and they're inexpensive. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can get them at Walmart and that, that, that plays a, a huge, a huge role in it too. Cause you know, we're, when we're traveling for tournaments all the time, you get done with the tournament, uh, you know, you get off the water, it's five thirty-six. The the bait shops are closing and you're like, Oh, well, I need some worms. <laughs> so you go to Walmart and see what they got. It, it, is there like a, 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 so what, what's your colors? So I, I try to stick to three colors, green pumpkin, black and June bug. Okay. Um, what do you have certain thoughts on whenever you throw what is it just water clarity i'm throwing green pumpkin until i feel like i'm just not getting bit you know yeah. if i think i'm around fish and i'm not getting bit um generally when it's darker water you know a little when it, when you start to say hey that's some muddy water um i'll switch to the the june bug or black and then like tannic real tannic water um i'll definitely switch as well Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, it's, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I'll, I'll really only throw June bug in Florida. I don't know why I think our water isn't really tannic. I, I guess to me, tannic, I'm going to throw the June bug, but yeah. Yeah. But my, mine are pretty just water clarity, uh, a black and blue or black. They Exxon sells both. Um, then I go to a green, they sell tilapia. I like that. It's like just a bluegill imitator. It's green pumpkin, kind of purple, pink, and a blue in there. A few brands have that color. So green pumpkin blue, pretty much. Um, 309 is like their super light translucent kind of bait fish color. I love that color. And uh, and plum also, a June bug would be down Florida for me. And then uh, sometimes I throw plum in the boat just that's Tennessee river and stuff like that in the summer. That's kind of the deal. I actually caught like a brim a couple of years ago at the bass event there. And that damn thing was plum colored. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe I go, I wish I had it. I could just bring it up. It was actually plum colored, like pink translucent with blue. I've never seen one like that. And I always wonder why that color worked there yeah. or morning, morning dawn too. I guess same thing there. There are actually pink fish out there in the summer. So there you go. 
But P- PB and J too. That that would be like same kind of deal. But the, yeah, I mean, oh. it's like one of those things. Uh, there, there's so many colors out there, yeah. and like a lot of them, a lot of them are so similar. Like, yeah. I, I I think for the beginner, just to like try to keep it simple. Like I used to just go out there and I'd buy like all the different packs that they had at Walmart, every color they had, and like I just had so much crap, and it was like, yeah. you, you just need something like realistic like a realistic color, something dark. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the two colors I think you need. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you I may like, go to a certain body of water where like a, they may key in on a, a certain color, but I, I just think really for the most part, most of the country, green pumpkin will, black, will catch some fish. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. Beginner guy, if you're looking for one green pumpkin and a black, something medium, looks good and something darker for darker water you know if if you're advanced guy i've been doing this for man or woman been doing this for a long time go crazy you know get whatever colors you want those are ones that work for us um now line that this is a big one because i I went all this stuff i i kind of i get real in-depth about about all these things what what size line are you throwing are you throwing braid to floral leader yeah, I'm I'm throwing braid to Flora. I've just it's just worked out so so much better for me um, on the spinning reels, and I'll throw even uh, I'll, I'll throw the shaky head on a on a bait caster setup. Um, oh. Usually, it's the half ounce when it's when I start going a little bit bigger, a little bit deeper, or if I'm just trying to like bomb a cast. But um, but yeah, on, on both the setups, it's always braid to to Flora leader and. Um, Generally on the spinning setup, uh, it's usually about twelve pound, um, sometimes ten or fourteen, but but for the most part, it's going to be twelve pound um, flora. Okay. And it, on the bait casting setup, I'll step it up a little bit to to like a sixteen, um, usually. Well, that that that's definitely because I, I do eight, so that's a difference between us. I I do a twelve pound floor braid to an eight pound i only carry eight like i've and that's another thing where it fits in with my system i only carry eight pound fluoro leader because i use that for everything for all three of my spinning reels so sometimes 10 or 12 especially around structure is the right way to go. i mean there's no doubt that's the right way to go um but but for me all the time i'm using eight uh for and like you said if if i'm going with a the whole bait casting setup then I will do more of a, uh, you know, 12, 14, somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, you still got to kind of be careful too, is, is if you, you know, if you're using the same shaky heads, you know, like you were talking about earlier with the hook sets, um, you know, you don't want to like throw some 25 pound line on there and then just freaking jack their jaws up. You know, you're going to start, you could start bending out some hooks if you have some of that lighter, lighter wire. So, so you really got to make sure you're paying attention to your whole setup. Yep. All right. Here he is. Mark Edwards. What's up, dude? Hey, where are y'all being? <laughs> Come on now. Dude, you, that, you holding up the show, bro. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. What, what's wrong with y'all's internet out in West Virginia, man? Dude, it was just the phone. Like, I got a tablet and it, it's got 4G. I mean, I was on here. Y'all seen me before it started, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, then it would say internet service, you know, it would go off. 
and then it would come back on. So I was like, I just turned the phone off. So I logged out, turned the phone off, and I couldn't get back on. Hmm. It just kept saying I had no service, and I turned the phone off three times, and then my bill was up today, right? But I uh, thought I paid it like a couple of days ago, and I'm like, bill, man. hey. Yeah. And then, no tournaments recently. <laughs> where I didn't have service, I couldn't go through the app. And it said that I needed to call. So mm-hmm. I got the number, called him. And then while I was on the phone with him, I logged back in. And I and I got back on with y'all just for a little bit. But then it said no service again. Like, uh, I'm here. It's all right. It's, it's all right. Hey, just 45 minutes late. No, that's cool, man. We'll, we'll go over a couple other things that, that you missed. What what shaky head you using? Um, it's a true track out of Georgia. True track. And uh this is right here. See, the only difference between mine and Casey's almost, we both use a screw lock. Um, but I got a five odd hook. It's custom built shaky head. And uh Man, I, you know, people say the screw lock is no good, but if you can see the gap distance in between here and there on mine, is really good. So and I don't I, have no problems. I, I saw like lo- Matt Stefan, he posted a video, don't use spring lock. I, man, I've Randy block it. I've used spring lock for years. I'm, I've never found that to be an issue. So I, I don't. I, and and I don't Van, Van Dam said the same thing. And uh, I think me and Casey, we practiced together some and, and talk a lot. Um, last year, I done like a little my own little survey. I got a regular shaky head, you know, like they use. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, a worm wouldn't get two or three bites, and a worm was done. Yeah. You know, and uh, I actually thought I got hung up more. I don't know. I, I personally didn't like it, and I tried it like two or three outings, and I was like, no. Nah. So what with, with that say you're using a bigger hook with what what's your uh your line and line um I use twelve pound sunline as oh, a on a leader, yeah, you know, spinning pole. Both, both of y'all then twelve pounds. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I need maybe I need to step it up and go to a bigger one. I'm using eight. I'm using the little fairy wand, you know. Yeah, it's little fish still. Come on. <laughs> I I caught an eight five last year on on a Nico and that was eight pound line. I don't I, yeah. I, caught a, I caught a 24 last year. Well, 2021 on an eight pound line. Um, that that, I mean, that's, that's not, but I only would use light line until I needed to use light line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm not getting any bites or something and say go to a new lake or practice, um, then I might change. There's, there's two lakes in the state of West Virginia. that has got really clear water. And I'll take off every liter I got to put 10 to 7 pound on. Gotcha. But they're really clear, clear. I mean, you can see 20 foot clear. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. And what 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 worms you using? Um, a, a zoom trick worm. Actually, this is uh man, I can't get that thing right. This is a already one rigged up. How's that stupid thing got? Is that an actual trick worm? Yeah, just zoom trick worm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actual trick worm. Okay. Yeah, and, and the colors. Um, man, I just stick with green pumpkin ninety five percent of the time, and then a little bit of black and June bug, and then that's only like <laughs> y'all and Casey are the same person. Twelve pound. Yeah, line. dude, we're like, and it's kind of crazy because we never even 
until we met each other, I mean, we used the same thing, kind of. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay, and, and rod and reel. Because I've went back and forth for a long time between medium, heavy, and medium. What, what, Smith, what rod and reel are y'all using? At Smith, I've always used a seven-foot medium. Yeah, medium. that's what i But Casey always used medium-heavy. And at Smith Lake, I knocked mine overboard in practice. <laughs> so it really hurt me because I lost a couple good fish during the tournament. Um, but anyway, it was off a of six foot. I used a six six in you know in the tournament to replace my seven footer, and I lost a couple of fish. And I think at seven foot, I'm really a fan of longer rods now with the spinning pole, yeah. keeping fish hooked up better. I I learned that on a Ned rig. I lost a lot of fish with a short rod on a Ned rig, and now I went to a Dobbins. That's a, a seven foot, seven two or seven three. I'm not sure. It's long. It's it's bigger than seven foot, but man, I, I don't lose any fish on that thing. And medium though. Uh, the, the Ned rig's medium light, um, but I when I replaced that one at Smith, I bought a medium heavy for my shaky head. And I I now Casey always throws a heavier head than me. I always throw an eighth ninety percent of the time, and I don't have no feel with the medium heavy on this eighth ounce. As much as what I'd like to, but I do like the idea of the hook set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The 12 pound line and the stronger hook set and stuff, but I don't like the feel of it so far. Casey, you're, I know you're a caching guy. Yeah. So the, the caching, the CK series shaky head rod, man, I mean, it's the, it's, it's the perfect rod for me. Like it's medium heavy. Um, I believe it's set. Now I can't remember. It's seven foot or seven two, but somewhere right around that range is just I mean, I I love that setup. The only reason why I'd go any smaller than that, um here at Smith Mountain Lake and I mean really all over the country, but like skipping docks. I yeah. think you go like I think a six six or six nine um it is is a perfect rod for if you're just just doing nothing but skipping docks. Yeah. But um but yeah, other than that, I agree. That, that seven to seven two, seven three range is is perfect. And I'm I'm seven, and that's like you're saying eighth ounce. That's whenever I go to the smaller, the deception worm I was talking about. And the eighth ounce is whenever I'm skipping docks. That's whenever I like the lighter shaky head. But um, yeah, seven. I, it's one of my hot, one of my nicest setups is a seven three medium heavy. I use the it's a Falcon Kara. That they're, they're a good one with a Daiwa LT Tattoo LT 2500, which I'd, I'd probably prefer next time. Whenever I upgrade them, I'll go to 3000 because they are 2500s. Like on, I ha I've always used 2500s, but it seems like with Daiwa, they're I kind of transferred almost all my stuff over to Daiwa. The tw their spinning reels are a little bit smaller, so I next time I'm gonna go up to 3000. Yeah, I definitely like a little bit bigger of a reel. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer the three thousand too. Yeah, it's it's more line per pickup, you know. And and now they make uh, high speed spinning spinning reels. You know, uh, I've been a fan of them lately. Um, actually, when I lost that setup, I uh, I got a Shimano. Uh, what is it? Stratic. Mm -hmm. And see how four. 
it's worth the money. It is well worth the money. Yeah. I mean, I've always spent a hundred dollars on a spinning reel and, and had good success. You know, I mean, it's good reels, but man, I, this thing is really smooth, a lot, lot smoother than before. It it seems like we'd spend it. I like if I'm going to spend money on a reel, I'm gonna spend it on a spinning reel before I'm gonna spend it on a bait caster. Just because you want the drag to be so good on a spinning reel. There you go. I, I'm one of the components who I, I I'd rather have a high end reel than a rod. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I think it. I've it got some rod that's twenty years old. That's just beat up with almost eyes missing. And, Dang, man. But they work. I don't know. You, you got, we got to get well, you a rod. Yeah, I don't broke the tip off of this rod. I guess that's my heavy action rod now. <laughs> <laughs> it went from medium to medium heavy. <laughs> it depends. With spinning gear, Like I, it seems like I spend more money on my spinning gear because I want it to be, you know, the reel and the rod. Like you're a lot of times you're dragging stuff, or there's a lot more feel to it. I'll spend more money on that than I will my bait cast setups. But yeah, I mean, especially I mean, it sounds like if you're throwing it a lot more too. I mean, it makes yeah. sense to that. That's where you're gonna want to put your money into it. Actually, here's my setup here. I'm good with this camera, but it's a Dobbin Sierra series. It's a it's a seven oh four is. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Dobbins numbers, but a seven seven zero means seven foot even, and the four is the power, and that's a medium heavy power. Have either of y'all used any of the BFS setup, like the, you know, that? I'm not a fan of that stuff. Gear. Yeah, I'm not either. I think I think it's kind of silliness. Like, like, I mean, you see people throwing a Ned rig with a bait caster, and it's. Man, and I tell you, with a shaky head, a wacky worm, and a Ned rig, I want slack line. Like, I cast out, and I want slack line. So a spinning pole, you know, you can get that slack line off, and you don't want it pendling them to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, with yeah. a tighter line. So I think at fall, because how many times is it you're buying on the fall? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's I, I personally think it's a lot of the fall. And that's why I prefer uh, – the lighter, the lighter, the lighter head. head too. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to probably fish a little bit more shallower than Casey. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do both of y'all throw a, a Nico rig too? And and if so, when are you throwing a Nico rig? Because that's kind of sometimes they overlap. When are you going or a weighted wacky? When are you going to go to a shaky head over one of those two? Do you have, like, what? What do you have any thoughts on that? I personally don't. I ain't a fan of a Nico rig. Really? No, it takes you forever to rig a stupid thing up. You catch one fish and then you ain't got to wait. And then you go get another worm. Take a shaky head. I can catch ten fish on. Yeah, I can help you out with that. I'll holler at me after a show. After the show, well, I thought this show was the juice show. What's going on after the Well, we're talking about shaky heads, you know. I don't want (laughs) to waste people's time. They don't want to hear about a Nico rig. I don't want to waste their time. Yeah, I've just uh, I've caught a few fish on it, but personally, the time of rigging it up compared to a shaky head, I just I don't like that extra time. And Mm -hmm. then 
Now, a few years ago, in a real clear lake, we had a championship. It was two-day. And, dude, I, I, you know, clear lake, I'm Ned. You know what I'm saying? You know, which is small, shaky head, really. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's two and a three-quarter-inch worm. You know, a, a right at seven inches on a trick worm. And anyhow, um, I couldn't get him to hit an ed rig. I mean, I only had one day to practice on this place. And I could not get him to hit it. So I rigged up what you call a chicken rig. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. I've, I've heard of it. Is that but like, that, like that is the rig? only thing they would hit in them brush piles. Hmm. They would not hit a jig. They wouldn't hit a shaky head. They wouldn't hit a wacky rig. Like I tried a weighted wacky with a four-inch worm, and I don't know why they wouldn't hit it. But uh, the chicken rig is kind of a a backwards Texas rig Nico is really what it is. It's actually a weedless Nico, but you're rigging it kind of Texas style, and you're leaving a little bit at the top. Like the like a tiny child rig, isn't it called that too? Uh, let me. I got one rigged up. Oh, Hold on, I'll bring. I got it. There, there's one where it's a man. I, it's where it's a Nico on. The, there's a Nico weight on the bottom, and you tie a one or two aught hook, and then you tie on a worm, and the weights on the bottom. And it's totally weedless, but I do it whenever me and my kid go fishing. He throws that out because he can't hook me. He sits in the back of the kayak and he just whacks me with the damn thing and he can't get the hook in me, which he doesn't hook a lot of fish either, but you know, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. This is actually the worm from that tournament. Oh, let me get where it's at. But um, see, now I I do little stuff with my hooks a lot of times. Like this is just a little size two Gamakatsu hook. And this is just a four inch zoom trick worm. Or not a trick worm, it's the finesse worm, four, four and a half inch worm. But I but I tied and put a 50 pound mono, you know, I don't know, can you yeah, yeah. Can you see it. that now? That's like a keeper. But I would slide that up. And it's it's stupid looking. I mean, really, it's stupid. And I mean, that's kind of the way you have it. Like that. And it's actually got the nail weight in here. But when yeah. it drops down in the brush pile, it drops just like a shaky head. But then whenever you got your, your lines right here, so whenever you're jerking, you're kind of Nico rigging or wacky in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was the only thing that I could get them to eat. It was a real, real high-pressured lake, and it was our championship. And I, I, I don't know how many people was on it. There was only two ramps. And there was 20 people on it. I mean, so you was fishing. You was in line fishing a bank because out in the middle was 80 foot of water. So, yeah. But I, I went I, behind people and caught fish. I will say for me, the Nico rig, whenever I choose, I definitely choose that over is whenever the bottom's like a little bit murky. Or it's it's like a little, there's a place on Gunnersville I fish a lot. And it's just real snag area or like the horseshoe at Pickwick. All them rocks are so snaggy that whenever you, you kind of want to do it, same thing as a shaky head, but you can't, you want bottom contact, but you can't really drag it. Like a Nico rig will stay up a little bit more. So it's, that's a good alternative for that for sure. Yeah. The horseshoe at uh, Pickwick is horrible. Oh dude. It's so nasty. But I mean, it's, it's got, the fish are always there, but yeah, I, I would love to see it drained and see how many, 
I mean, I've got like so many baits up there. It's got to be millions of baits up at the horseshoe. The other day when we was down there for that big BAS event, mm-hmm. I never even went up in there. I mean, I fished that area, but there was five boats up there all the time. Yeah. But the guides were killing it. They were, they live bait it now. Mm. And dude, you just can't. Can't compete. No. And they saw them out. They were, they were laughing and. Oh, we, they were like catching 50, 60 fish a day, and we had 25 pounds, their best five. And I'm like, <laughs> you sore mouth in them all, and just, yeah, we struggle. Yeah. All right. So we went over the, the hook, I mean, the actual head, the worm, the setup. So is there any special, anything you want to tell people on whether they're new or been doing it for a long time and they're just, checking out shaky head or they're good at it like what you're saying you like you like slack line it like how are you dragging it that kind of the how how are you how are you using a shaky head i guess i shake the i shake it quite a bit i bet you and, and a lot of times i'll actually be like say you're not actually moving the head but you're just you're you're doing this right yeah, here but you're you're just tapping it. So the tail of the worm, your tail of the worm's just just picking up, but you're really not moving the bait. But it just depends on how they want it. I mean, like a lot, I mean, I fish way since I started videoing myself, you know, with the GoPro and stuff. I thought I fished slower than people, but it was only in my mind because when I watch, I mean, I'm fishing way fast. Yeah, the thing I found out is a lot of times if I'm not getting bit, I'll pay more attention to what I'm doing. And if I just slow down, let that bait sit there a little bit longer, mm-hmm. then then shake it or drag it or whatever. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to fish it. But what, however you're fishing it at the time, just let it sit there a little bit longer. I can't tell you how many times I've started getting bit after – I've just been fishing and just so mindless that like, like Mark said, you you start fishing a lot faster than you think you are. And, um, I just have to tell myself to slow down and then I'll start catching fish. That's right. Sometimes you'll just randomly get a bite, just dead sticking it too. Like you, you know, you take a stop, take a drink of water. It's just sitting there and then you get a bite and it's just dead too. And it's like, man, I'm definitely fishing way too fast. Yeah, and I mean that's that's definitely something to pay attention to. If that happens, like, yeah, you you need to you need to make sure you're slowing down and letting it sit there. Yeah, slow. So, two now, if you if you do, I don't I don't do it much with the shaky head, but just changing a collar of the worm, which I I always use a chartreuse dye on my tail. Casey's like he started trying it, but he really don't I don't think he's much of a believer in it. I think a lot of that's just mental to each person. I think it helps me get more bites. But then Casey don't think so. <laughs> but but I guess different times different. I I, I like it on a fluke. I, I've never I've never done it with a worm though. It it really? it's, I've 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 used it. I've tried it. I can't say I've ever it's ever been like noticeable difference or it's so mental with me. I, I wouldn't be able to fish without it. I have to dip it. I, I heard a pro one time talking about dipping your baits and like, and, and this stuck with me. And that's why I, I'm hesitant to do it. But 
I, I think it works in certain situations, but I think it can also hurt in certain situations as well. So like, uh, to me, I just, I, I, unless I'm like, unless it's like the last thing I have to do to try to get, get a bite. I'm not dipping. I'm not dipping. I have some Mark's talked me into getting yeah. some. Okay. I have some the boat. Boat. Yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> I sent Mark a picture one time we were at, uh, where were we at Murray? It was like the second day or something. Oh man, I wasn't, I didn't catch crap. And, uh, man, I had, I started dipping my baits, man. By the end of the day, I was, my whole damn bait was chartreuse. <laughs> and I'm just like, it ain't working. None of it's working. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I've, I've seen, diff- I've seen different things too, where maybe not just the tail, but like on crankbaits, people will, they'll use like paint. The markers, know, yeah, the way marker or actual paint, and they'll mark around the hook hangers so the fish have something to like. Instead, of just the tip, they'll do like if you were doing the worm, you would just chartreuse mark up where the hook goes into the bait, so then they would maybe bite closer to the hook if they were short striking or something like that. But I, I don't know, yeah, I mean, I always, always have scent on there, but I, I'm not real big on the dips, I have it, but yeah. Yeah, I, well, I picked up a new sponsor this year, and it's Folks Custom Baits. Folks, and uh, they repaid it's a lot of good, huh? None. Uh, but um, you was talking about a spot. But if you noticed on crankbaits, a lot of these, um, see the spot on this. You know, yeah. it's got a black dot. But if you ever noticed that on crankbaits, a lot of times that they'll put that black dot, and that's what they say that the fish will key on. I mean, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but a lot of the old crankbait and a lot of your uh, wooden crankbaits and stuff like that, um, they have that dot on there just for fish to key in on it. Yeah. This is kind of kind of weird and different. If it works, it works. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all boils down to confidence, man. Yeah. I, it's so much mental... And it really, like with the shaky head, everybody used to throw the little four-inch finesse worm on my local lake when I used to boat fish all the time just to get five keepers. You got five keepers, you got to check. And um, everybody was throwing the same thing, and I just I went to the Zoom trick worm, just a bigger worm, because everybody was throwing four-inch stuff back then. And I started catching. I started doing better. You know, I started actually winning some tournaments and stuff. Yeah, I mean, in in my mind, it's like I'll I'll start with the Zoom Trick Worm or the Zoom Shaky Head Worm. You know, it's like seven seven inch bait, and if I'm not getting bit as much, I'll start to I'll start to cut it off from there. If I think I need a downsize, you know, you can always you can always cut some off of it and and make it a little bit smaller of a profile. Um, but but I'm always gonna start with the with that seven inch bait on the shake. And and it depends on like I've noticed with uh, spotted bass, um, you know, shaky heads really good around spotted bass, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I prefer it the 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 zoom trick worm uh, with largemouth actually, which you'll catch shaky head, you know, or spotted bass and stuff. But if they're smallmouth lake, you know, I, I ain't throwing that. I'll throw the Ned or the big TRD, which this is nothing but a shaky head, really, to me. 
It's it's a flat head, and it's just a EWG hook with a four and a half inch uh, Z-Man turd. But um, the spotted bass love these things, dude. Yeah. They where this thing floats up on off the bottom, it's it's a killer on spotted bass. So for spotted bass, I prefer the you know this. Okay. Which is a it's a shaky head too. You know, it's just a different style of it. But in the, in the fatter bait, have y'all y'all ever do a cinco much or you know a five inch stick bait? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, I think you get. I don't do it much. I mean, I, I if I do something like that, I almost Texas rig it in a way. And I'll throw it on a bait caster. I, I, even though I use a five odd hook, but still just a Texas rig, eighth ounce. I actually had a buddy that I used to boat fish all the time, and he done a zoom trick worm and he just always Texas rigged it. He never if you if you really look at a the trick worm on the bottom, it doesn't really float up. Yeah. yeah I mean it's kind of just you know, it's just in the right spot. It's subtle, yeah. That, yeah. I think that's what I like about it. Um. Mm. All right. So, a- anything else y'all want to talk about, Shaky Heads? I do have a couple other questions we're going to do on the show. Yeah, shoot some questions over. All right, let's do it. And then there's a, uh, a nod to Serious Angler Bailey over there. He asked, a couple of questions at the end of the show. So I, I thought I would. I thought that was interesting. Um, first, what's your number one bucket list lake? Like one that you haven't fished already. Um, Y'all been all over. You probably fish a lot of them. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with something. I, I'd probably have to say... And I don't even know the name of it, but there's some lakes in Cuba that that I seen. I think Jimmy Houston hit back in the day, and um, Cuba, and he going after him cigars, dude. I think I think I'd love to go to one of those. I I was personally thinking El Salto is where Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, mine's almost. I'll I'll answer them too. Mine's almost up. I drove by it whenever I was in the military going down to Mexico all the time to go party because I wasn't 21 yet, but I was stationed <laughs> in Abilene, but I, 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 I never stopped and went fishing. I, it's, I just, I'm so upset with that because I, I didn't pass fish back then. I, I came from saltwater, so I, you know, a lake, I didn't care, but now I'm like, oh, I'll pass that like once a month going to Mexico. <laughs> I should have been, should have been going there instead of Mexico. Yeah. Um, what, what's your fluoro? You're not, you're afraid to fluoro not. Uh, if I have time to tie it, I'll tie the FG knot now. Um, it's, really? you, you know how to do it? Yeah, I've it's taken me a long time to to get it dialed in, but yeah, I can I can tie it pretty pretty good now. Um, it, it is a tough knot, man, and and I do still struggle with it sometimes, and like it's I I. If I'm in a tournament out on the water and I break the leader off or need a town or a new leader, I won't tie it. But um, but if I'm you know rigging for the for the next day or whatever, I'll, I'll tie it up. It's I mean from the videos that I've seen on it, the people doing tests and stuff on it, it really is the strongest knot. 
and not that I've had issues with the, I, I used to just throw or tie the uni to uni knot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would break it quite a bit. Like if I'd get hung up somewhere and I'd just like be pulling on it, I'd snap the knot. Never, never lost a bass on it. I've had a striper, uh, break the knot before, but, um, but I did break it a lot, like getting hung up. Mark knows I get hung up and I just, I don't even try to get it. I'll just, I'll just pull, snap the line and, and go. So that was, that was really tough when I do that. Having, then I'd have to tie on a new leader and a new bait. So having that FG knot, like it, I've never had one break on me. Yeah. Mark? No. I, like he was saying, he breaks off a lot, man. I, I use the FG knot when I can, but I've only tied it on in a tournament on the water less than a handful of times. I, I struggle with it. Like sometimes I can do four or five knots in a row, and then sometimes it takes me four or five tries to get it right. But um, the modified Albright, I've used that for years. I mean, a lot of years. And it is, it is a very, very strong knot, but I still think the FG knot's smoother. Yeah. Um, but the modified Albright knot is, is my backup plan. Yeah, I think that's the one you showed me. And I, that's what one I tie now instead of the uni to uni knot when I'm out on the water. But because it, it is, it, it's a simple knot to tie. It's it's about the same thickness as the uni to uni, I'd say. But um, but it's it, it, it stronger for me. Yeah, I, I have this app on my phone and it um it was it was back in the day it was called Knot Wars and it, it's been out of date for four or five years. Yeah. But it's a really cool app because you um it, it tells you the strength of each like to mono to fluoro to braid that they've done tests with that knot. You know what I'm saying? And uh they didn't have the FG knot back then when they done this, but the um modified alberto was original name for it a lot of people or now they call it the alberto knot and it was modified albright is real the original name for it. it's the same knot you, alberto. It, you, yeah. huh? alberto that that's what i throw it's yeah it's a modified uh, uh, albright. i work 12 hours a day so i'm aware i hear you man <laughs> and and last who's your favorite pro like Either kayak or boat. Uh, me, me, Aaron Martins. I mean, I, I was a big KVD fan before I grew up when I was a kid. But um, uh, when I grew up, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Aaron Martins fan. Just because he was so versatile. And it didn't matter. He just adjusted to whatever he needed to do. I mean, he could, he could flip. He could fish deep finesse and he really hated finesse fishing and drop shotting but he was probably more known for that just because he did whatever it took to catch fish and the dude finished in a classic second four times and you just think i mean if he'd have won them four times how much yeah he'd have been he's already one of the greatest but i I loved watching him fish man i really the the drop shot I'm I'm a big drop shotter as well and I used to watch him just sit there and drop shot and it was so funny because I, I watched an interview with him one time and he was like because that's all it seemed like at the time I'd see yeah. him throw like he was always drop shotting somewhere 
And then I watched this interview with him and he's like, yeah, I hate throwing the drop shot, but it catches fish, you know? So like that, that's always stuck with me. Yeah. He's an, he's an awesome dude. Um, but for me, I think to answer that, I'd have to say, uh, Brandon Palinek. Um, obviously he's an awesome angler. Um, but, but what gets me, man, is is you always see him. He he sticks around. If he doesn't do good in those events, he sticks around. He waits for that final day. He's always taking pictures with the guys, taking pictures of the guys, and you know helping helping promote them and and just support supporting the events and supporting the anglers and like that 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 means a lot to me. Like just just being able to see him do that and and spend his time after he just had a crappy event, but yet still stick around and support the, whoever wins that event. I mean, like that's tough to do. I've I've tried myself to be more like that. And like, I know it's so tough, but um, I, I wish more of us would, would try to do, do better at that. Mine's Randall Tharp out. He's from up here. You know, I, I just, I enjoy following him. He's hardcore flipper, but, and I'm, I'm really not, but I, I, I just, I, I like his mindset, I guess. I talked to Randall the first time I ever went to Gunnersville. Oh yeah. And he, he actually mentioned, he still lived at Gunnersville back then. This was well, 10 plus years ago. I mean, I think he was actually new on the FLW tour. Like he wasn't really popular. But he told me and my buddy at the time, he said, you know, we told him we was from West Virginia. And he said, man, y'all are driving past the chick. He said, it's a secret now. But he said, that's where y'all should be fishing at. He said, that place is going to bust out. And that was like at least 10 plus years ago. I think it might. Well, actually, I think 08 or maybe 2010. So it's been that long ago. And and yeah, we we should have listened. But I've only still fished chick once. Really? Yeah, I, I've only been there once. It was whenever recently got that big trophy with the KFL and it. Man, I, you had a good day. And it, was that a shaky head day too? Right? No, no. Or, or trap? Or did, uh, did you catch? Yeah, half trap, half frog. Okay. Yeah. Well, and one on wacky rig. But yeah, it was a great day. I love all Tennessee River, though. That all of it's awesome to me. It's so there's so many fish compared to back home here. Yeah, yeah it's it's really fun. How how do you think the New River is going to this year? Who, who's going there, Hobie? Yeah, Hobie. Um, I've I've heard of some guys like AJ's got to a couple guys. I talked to Eric Cormack. I don't know if you know Eric. I ran into him at the mall New or Christmas Eve, and. Uh, AJ had contacted him and asked him some questions. So they need to open it up a long ways. It's not, man, it is really small compared to Susky. I mean, a Susky's a mile wide there in Harrisonburg. And, dude, I mean, the New River, the New River in the summer is running between 2000 CFS and 3,500. 30, you know what I'm saying? Um, not much water and the susky dude is is 10 times that or 15 times that so it needs to be spread out Uh, my personal opinion it needs to be from clater dam all the way to the junction to the end of the new river 
Gotcha. And well, there's I, a lot of white water, man. It's and guys that ain't familiar with it, they better be. There's a lot of it that I won't even get near. I, I think we lost Casey here, but uh, wait. Before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to shout out any sponsors you got. Anybody makes fishing easier for you, man? Yeah, man. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Fishing Online. Fishing uh, Online. Yeah, they they really help me and support me, and uh, they and, and it goes a long ways with them guys. And and Dakota Lithium Batteries, Stormy's awesome. He really helps me, me and Casey both out. And uh, Native Watercraft. I've, I've been in a Native. That's really the only kayak I've ever owned that I've actually bought. Um, I've won a few kayaks. But anyway, and then I picked up, like I said, the folks custom. And uh, if you go to any shows, like he's going to, he really sells on, he sells online. But this is an old uh, pre-Rapella speed track mm. with the holographic. This thing is like super juicy. I mean, these things are expensive, but they catch big fish. And I, if you, um, Aaron Martins, he uh, actually used this trap or this speed trap here at the one of the classics in Oklahoma uh, on uh, Grand Lake. He finished, I think, fourth maybe, and he was throwing the smaller. But um, two, he, these he's even got a bunch of the old you can't uh, the original wiggle warts, which is impossible to get. Um, but what what happens is he gets these old collars, you know. That's they made so many different wiggle work collars. It was because they caught everything trout. A lot of people trolled these baits. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they had hot pink and white and yellow and just chartreuse baits, and they're kind of not sought after like the bass ones, you know. So he picks them up at decent price, and then you know he paints, you know, for the bass guys. Oh, okay. And he's and they're still reasonable price compared to. I mean, some some of them baits go for eighty dollars online. You know what I'm saying? And uh, these pre repellas is thirty five bucks, and he has a bunch. I mean, a bunch. And, and and what's surprising is how many pros buy stuff from him, including like, I, this is no joke. I mean, I've known the guy for several years, and uh, there was a big name big name pro fishes a bass pro tour sponsored by a company straight across the aisle from him right he spends two grand on custom baits at the guy's booth on thursday first day of the show opens wow yeah so that's kind of nutty you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah yeah but there you know there's some of them baits it's, it's impossible to get so well cool i i know casey he's you know he's one of the old town guys hummingbird johnson outdoors uh like you said, Dakota, you let them and uh, cash and rods. rods. Yeah. And uh, he's putting out really, really quality content, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I need to step up my game with that. I'm so horrible with this electronic crap. Like, I have no idea why I couldn't get online. I mean, I worked a 12-hour <laughs> shift today. I got up at 3.30 this morning. I drive 45 minutes to work, work 5 to 5, went to Walmart, after work, got got some stuff. Come home, dude. No internet. Casey says his phone died, and he's at work. He just sent me a message. Yeah, no problem. 
But yeah, but I'm glad we were able to get you on. I just got a GoPro, so hopefully I'm going to be doing some kind of recording this year. We'll, we'll see. I really, I think I'm going to really try harder. I'm probably going to get two. Really? Yeah, but I, man, I, I don't mind giving up secret. Like a shaky head's no big deal to yeah. me giving up. Um, for some reason, just people just don't. I always try to do something a little different following people. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. or something's trying to be a little different than wherever I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, that's why I throw these different baits that's hard to get a lot of times, you know, hard baits and stuff. But you're always just trying to be open-minded and just a little bit different. Yeah. But for some reason, the Zoom trick worm is... I don't even try anything else on a shaky head. I, I used to do robo worm a little bit, a fat robo worm. Yeah. Which they're they're actually great. I mean, they catch a lot of fish, but you dude, I can I can put a zoom trick worm on and catch and go through two or three worms in a day or something and catch fifteen or twenty fish. Yeah. It's hard to beat that. Some some baits it, you know, it just doesn't make sense to to get crazy or anything else went yes and some baits are just fish catchers i mean there's a reason i mean even though you know i like the egg zones and the tails float i think that makes a difference but so the tails float on that yeah but i mean but i do test underwater do you put the bait on and just look in the water sometimes and see what it does or in my tub yeah (laughs) Yeah, on your tub yeah we were sitting i fill up the tub and i sit there and play with it just see what they did because i really wanted to know because they have two different ones i talked about this earlier but they have the deception worm which is smaller and then they have the mb fat finesse which is thicker and the mb fat finesse the tail floats better even though it's a thicker bait you think it wouldn't float as much but it i I guess the air pocket in the tail is better than the one in the deception worm yeah 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 less salt in the back end yeah so if i'm well i mean these don't have any salt in them so they they float float but the um the deception worm it's it's i use it for more like skipping whenever i want a little bit lighter bait to skip or i want or if i'm around spots a lot down here you know so we don't have too many too too many smallmouth and I mean, you have to go up to Tennessee River where I live to to catch spots. I mean, smallmouth, but yeah, those are two I, worms I, I use. Yeah, I had a good time at Pickwick here. I, I'm oh, I yeah. beat myself like I guess competitive people beat yourself up a lot. You know, because you're competitive and and I I went down there with the mindset I got to win it. So I picked one area if the water was right, I was going to fish it, and I didn't fish. Well, you get three days of practice, two days of tournament. So five days, I didn't. Well, I wasn't a mile and a half from. I was in within a mile and a half. And only one day. I mean, actually, I was almost in the same area. But dude, that place is awesome. Yeah, there's pick, so many fish. Yeah. And, and 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 I guess you don't go off your gut feeling. Like I knew it was going to be tough, and I said, if they don't turn this one gate on, I'm going to kind of struggle, maybe. Which that's what happened. They didn't turn that stupid thing on, and. And I never threw a shaky head. Hmm. I I I beat myself up over that or drop shot. I said if I threw a shaky drop shot or shaky head, I'll beat out a limit in here. You know what I'm saying? And every fish I was catching in practice, when I got one to bite, it was giant. They were it was unreal. I, I, I that there's an event this year for North Alabama kayak anglers in June. It's a an event that there's a top up event. So it's 
if you live in Alabama or you live in Southern Tennessee, the North Alabama kayak anglers is doing a joint event with Coleman kayak anglers. Plus there's a new four stop trail, like a hundred dollar top up on top of that. So like a $140 tournament on Pickwick, like the first week of June this year, it first week of June is whenever the magic happens. Like the last, the very end of May, the first couple of weeks of June is like magic time. Whenever the fish are stupid and they're, they're out there, they're biting 50 fish days. If you've ever wanted to fish a tournament on Pickwick and whenever they're actually biting, go to Pickwick for that North Alabama kayak anglers event this year. It's the right time. They'll do a big boondoggle where everybody could camp. It's like the best time. A lot of fun. They give out a ton of prizes. Plus you can put a hundred extra hundred dollars into the high roller pot and you know, you can make a couple of grand probably. So it's a, it's, it's going to be a big event this year. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Yeah. I I'm I'm so busy, dude. I yeah. oh, the, yeah. the locals, the local things like to me, the New River's local. Yeah, and that's the only thing I got local. You know, I mean, I'll have club events, but they average two hours plus away from me. I live at the southern tip of West Virginia. I work actually in Virginia. Uh, have you drove through seventy seven in the tunnel? Have you been no. up by the tunnel? Anyway, I drive through that thing every day to work, but. So, man, I, I just – a lot of time on the road, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm going to do the whole bass schedule this year, I think, again. I want, it I looks mean, good. Yeah, I want I want to. You know, that's my – Are you are you going to do the bass schedule, the whole bass what, schedule? That's what I want to do. That's why I'm not fishing KFL because I kind of want – Oh, it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not fishing it this year. I, I, want, I wanted to commit to bass this year. That's why we didn't – a couple of us wanted to fish some other stuff, and Lance has some family stuff. That that's why, even though we won the KFL, we didn't want to redo Kusa Kingfishers again this year. We didn't want to, you know. So my my plan was to fish all the bass events, but we kind of have all of our stuff together for the first time in Alabama this year. That with those four event top up deals, like I know bass bass is coming to Gunnersville. I, I really, I would love to fish Hobie. I love Harris Chain. That's probably one of my favorite places. I, I liked Harris Chain. Yeah, man, it was I, awesome. yeah, Bass. You, you were there last year. Like I didn't, something came up and I couldn't fish it. I would love to fish Hobie there. I would love to fish. I'm going to fish Bass on Gunnersville, no matter what. Plus, there's a like a TVKA and a Rattle Trap tournament on Gunnersville, which is probably also in March. And I won the TVAK event there last year. I, I mean, I love gunnersville in the spring so i'm definitely fishing that bass event it's just just tough man i got a certain amount of vacation time i got a six-year-old and being a dad comes first so I do i do i want to go all the way to kind of central west texas and west virginia or not west virginia to pennsylvania to wisconsin i could fish four for sure i could fish here at gunnersville and hartwell and i guess texas would be like 10 hours i could do those for sure, no doubt. So, uh, like uh, when we fished Possum Kingdom a few years ago, yeah, uh, I was in a in a club derby was the next day, and I drove nineteen hours. I fished that tournament. I was pissed because I got thirteenth place. 
I, I had a, uh, well, a mediocre first day. I was like 30th place or something. And, and like 50, 50 plus people were at Possum Kingdom where it flooded and we were so concentrated to the lower end of the lake because all that yeah. mud was coming. Dude, I'm literally looking forward to Possum Kingdom this year. Really, really high hopes of that place not flooding and, and being normal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, the second day, I just said, I'm not launching with 55 people again. And, you know, and I, I was in 30th place and I hadn't got to practice on the other end of the lake because it flooded and you couldn't cross the bridge. Like we were like mm-hmm. five minutes from the bridge to get to the other end of the lake, but it flooded in practice. So the only way to get to that end was either take your motor across the lake, which you could, but anyway or go all the way around the long way around the lake would have been like two hour drive yeah. so yeah one way so it's been a four hour trip so anyway I, the last day of the tournament I, I just blindly went to a ramp and man it was so awesome so I, I, called, I, I called 90 inches in like at last hour and a half of that tournament so you're fishing all all the bass events yeah yeah and i and i happened to fish me and casey fished lacrosse the first year of bass and i did really well at the first tournament so i was already qualified so you know yeah. fish lacrosse because i knew it was just a dream goal to go up there and fish and it was awesome dude it was just unreal the f- amount of fishes in there yeah. and i was trying to win it so uh I, I i seem to struggle more when i'm trying to win it than just to go out and go catch your fish yeah. and like it's my back my best tournaments last year of practice which you hear this all the time even the pro they'll they'll say it's not their best results Mm -hmm. and and you and i think what it is you get your mind caught up and you're not open-minded enough to change a little bit you know what i'm saying you're kind of stuck right i was so stubborn if i at a pick week the first day if i had just caught two twelve two twelve inches would have got second and like a 14 out of 12 i don't want it only had three fish the first day and I, and I was, um, which I still might do it. Uh, I'm friends with a guy that's a writer for bass now, just got hired. He's from West Virginia. And, uh, I've done the weights, you know, how Tony X does the weights yeah. and, and and it's not a hundred percent, you know, we know that, but it's a, it's a, it's a rough guesstimate. And, um, I had 28, 28 some pounds with eight fish wow. at Pickwick and, um, think drew had 31.99 and i, I would have finished second by weight wise and i finished 18th i think in a tournament as far as inches wise well, i was two fish short one one, one 12 inch fish would have got me seventh place i think kind of crazy i hear you but i, I I'll, I'll, my goal is i'll probably fish at least four I, I might not fish Susquehanna because that is so far, but I've always wanted to go lacrosse. I keep putting it off. I never go the Southern three. I should fish. And then I'll, the long one, I'll probably go fish lacrosse and then skip out on Susquehanna. See the Susky man. I've done well last year. I've done really well. New river. And I, I do pretty good on it a lot of times, but that's probably my biggest weakness in the state. I do well here at home on a new, yeah. but all the other rivers I struggle at. I mean, all yeah. the other rivers is small rivers and you got to do floats. Yeah. And I, 
and I fish slower on a river than everybody else. So I'm always like the last one. It's be like five of us launch at the same place, and I'm the last one. And on you. these yeah. guys that win all the time, they do the same. Every one of them does the same thing. They're the first ones covering water and are throwing one one or two baits. And I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with that. And I, I never went to Susky because it's kind of the, they're throwing the same bait and I can't stand it. Yeah. Whopper plopper. I hear you. And Gizmo yeah. last year. Yeah. Huh? And Gizmo. Oh, the Gizmo, yeah, was Gizmo. low and slow. I, yeah. 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 But they still caught someone on a Chopos and a plopper still. Yeah. Watch these videos. All right, Th this video is running long. Well, man, we right. appreciate that. Thank y'all, everybody, for listening. If again, if you follow it over, over from Paddling Fan, I appreciate it. Hopefully, you're going to get a lot out of these shows. And thank you, Mark, and thank you, Casey, for being on. And and we'll see you on the next one. If you're going out on the water, please wear your PFDs. See y'all. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>